I can't hear myself though. Can I hear myself? Yeah. Test, test. Yeah, I can hear myself. Hey. Oh my gosh. Low energy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Oh my gosh. I'm so tired. What's good though? Oh, nothing much. What's going on with you? Uh. Nothing. What's up, everybody? It's your girl Clover with the K at that crazy creative. And of course, it is just Nick here at just Nick underscore ninety one on IG, and always follow the podcast on IG at Straight Walk. Straight Straight Walk. You know, we gonna post more on there. <laughs> we gonna tell people to follow us. <laughs> we need to go take some pictures. <laughs> we did that one, and we was like, mm, we don't like these. Yeah, we will do that, guys. Uh, I liked my picture. Yours actually yeah. did come out pretty nice. Yours yeah. did. <laughs> did he just say <laughs> I like my picture? I like my picture. And that one you, you posted was real good for that one podcast. Which it was one? right on time. That one picture of you looking like, ooh, I heard something. Stop. Oh, yeah, you posted that. Yeah. I did not. Can we post that podcast? Is it still not registering up there? No. No, she's up there. Oh, okay, cool. It's oh, just yeah. being still. That's so weird. It is strange, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but with how my week's going, it, it makes perfect sense. It's completely <laughs> weird. <laughs> anyway, how was your week? Um, I'm actually trying to recall it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was very busy work-wise. I mean, you know, one of those deals didn't really, um, didn't sleep much, didn't, you know, didn't really have much time off, so it was, you know, pretty busy the entire week. Um, and it's always pretty tough for me to talk about, like, my week on here because, it's you know, it's pretty basic as a work week, and but I can't really talk about, like, who I work for, right. you know, just given, you know. I guess um, more so from, like, a not, like, a detailed thing, but, like, when we ask how your week was, it's more so, like, as someone that wakes up and goes to work, I'm pretty sure it can get mundane because it's the same thing. But you love what you do, so it's like... Right. I think the only thing, you know, change-wise for me is now, and we've been doing it for a year, but now I feel like it's, like, real because we are now working from home, like, a full-time thing. You know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, But the crazy thing about it is, like, if I don't force myself to get up and get out, this could be my only outing for an entire week is coming out here to record so i have to make time you know just for self-care oh, to get out and perspective i never thought about that like, yeah like this could be my only time out of the house for yeah. an entire week so i have to make it like my business to step out even if i'm just walking over to my mailbox to check my mail um walking around my neighborhood i don't i don't like grocery shopping so i don't like to count like a walmart trip but you know but no that makes sense because yeah. um First off, when anyone, I remember working um, back in corporate, you can kind of, I don't want to say forget about things outside of, like, things that pertain to you, but you can. Like, right, right, right. what's the newest is, what's that? Because, I mean, it's not in your face. I mean, it's a difference between being a, an entrepreneur, a creative entrepreneur. Exactly. Um, kind of like a job. There's a difference between, um, of course, someone that, like, works um, at a credit union versus somebody who works at Facebook. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a difference. But, you know, I, I forget when you work from home, that really does like limit your human interaction, because even as an entrepreneur, even if I had a more mundane job, I have to talk at some point to a client 
um, to really kind of understand what it is they want and all of that because as an entrepreneur, I have to get the work and then I have to like market and all of that and profiles and trigger words that may help me exactly. more appealing. So when you like are, you know, someone that loves what you do and you work for someone, um, it is. But that's also a perspective as well is like you can't really go into detail of like where you work. It's like the freedom. Right. Like whereas mm-hmm. me, I mean, granted, there is limitations because, you know, I'm sure if Beyonce was my client, I can't just be like, oh, and I did this thing for B right. last I think yours week. is more client-based, especially depending on where you are on a project. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like for you, you know, you did something yesterday, but prior to that, you know, without talking to the client first, it may have been something where you were just like, oh, I really can't speak on this too much. Like there's a difference between promoting it and then like putting out, you know, what somebody's doing. You know what I'm saying? Especially depending right. on, you know, their their you know, their client privilege, I guess. You so how do you yeah. know the difference? And I mean, not necessarily what you're comfortable with. Um, because I mean, of course there's common sense. Like you, right. you shouldn't, mm-hmm. um, and this is just anyone, you got to be careful about which, what you do and where you work because, um, cancel culture is weird, <laughs> is real. And it gets, oh, people, man. It gets yes, people yes, inspired. Yes, yes. Um, but so is it more of like a personal choice where you're like, you know, I, don't want to or is it more of like a common system where you know it's probably not and like how do you feel i guess about that i mean knowing you personally i kind of know these answers but i want to hear more so from like a i guess as a person as you not knowing me yeah as a corporate perspective captive. yeah so i mean honestly and for me it's both um it's both for real because i don't one, I'm I'm pretty private anyway, so people, you know, necessarily knowing where I work and not for any type of professional gain doesn't really seem like it does anything for me. So the only thing you can really use it for is something that may not be it's something that you'd have to talk to me about first. So me saying it and me doing, and, you know, me and actually going out and saying it, it shouldn't do anything for anybody. However, you know, depending on the um, the reputation or you know, people who may listen or depending on the hands that may get into or what's said or something that can happen, you know, it's best that you just kind of keep your, you know, your professional and and personal, you know, separate anyway, especially when I, you know, you do work for a corporate like I do, a corporation like I do, sorry. Um, so it's more of that for me. And like you said, a lot of it's just common sense. Like, I know my position now, but my job also does have pretty strict rules on what is posted um, and where it's posted and when and what exactly is being said. So, you know, for me, it's just easier for me to just avoid any type of conflict with it anyway. And so I just don't necessarily say where I work now. It's not like you can't go to one of my social media pages and see where I work. It's not like I don't have it posted. It's on my LinkedIn and some stuff like that, but it's not something I'm going to say vocally, um, nor is me posting where I work something that I walk in and no, it's not a part of anything that I post on my social media. So, you know, it's easy to separate the two for me. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, like I said, being a, um, you know, a, a dropout, I know I didn't follow the rules anyways. And I think that that works out for me because while I haven't said anything yet, I can't say that forever. I um, wouldn't be that person that's like, 
I da 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 da. I feel this way, and people know where I work, <laughs> and they would just like be like, "Okay, we're gonna have to let you go because uh, <laughs> you went off." And I think I was telling somebody that um, I forgot who I was talking to. Um, how I was al- already kind of like a little rebel when it came to um, just corporate life. Um, in the beginning, uh, oh, I was actually at my little part-time job. I was explaining uh, to the manager there that I was like, I I just have questions and I need to understand. It's not that I'm not a rule follower. It's just if I work at a call center, how come I can't wear pajamas? Who's going to see me? No, yeah. Like, I remember you said that to me a couple of times. Like, <laughs> I don't understand this. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I guess for me, you know, it's not like where we work was necessarily just a call center. And I think because I was in a different position before I went over to your department, you mm-hmm. know, the, the department we worked in together and that department wasn't call center and that department, you know, you, a lot of times, you know, when they were doing tours of the building to, you know, like higher ups and stuff like that, they were over here talking to us because we made up a big part of the end of life outcome. I mean, income for the company, Makes you know what sense. I'm saying? So when they were over there, we worked directly with the manager, senior manager was there. So it was a very small department and we kind of, you know, there was, there was a pretty decent sized face in remarketing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's a, it's a, it's a decent department to be in and it generates a lot of income. Little do people know, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that was a part of it and had a big deal with relationships with the dealerships as well. Okay. So, well, see, that makes sense for yeah, you. So, right. But for the call center spot, like when I moved over by where you were. Even as a, like a BK specialist, it's like they let us know when the lawyers was coming. They That's only true. wanted to like speak to like a certain group of them to begin with. This is very true. So I'm just like, I'm not trying to say your pajamas got to have holes in them, but I'm like. <laughs> On days when we know they're not coming, <laughs> you know. I like, mean, at least like some sweats and like some like sneakers. But and I just didn't understand it. Like I, I'm all for for professionalism, but I believe professionalism is a attitude, not an attire. Yeah, I mean, you know, it kind of goes into a lot of the stuff that we have going on now, as far as like professional hairstyles, especially amongst you know African Americans and stuff like that. Well, amongst Black women, let me get up. Stop trying to be all political politically correct here. Um, amongst Black women and Black people in general, just wearing our hair, you know, it's like, well, what's acceptable, what's not, and it's like, well, it's all professional. The bottom line is, if I come here, I do my job. I'm professional. I exceed expectations. There's no reason why you should be at all you know looking at my hair saying like this is what it is you know now don't get me wrong do not get me wrong um i have two military parents um and i also you know so for me in person i prefer a clean cut look so for me it was always a little harder for me to say to agree with that point of view until i was like nah you know what it really shouldn't make a difference because Walking in here and having to do all of that to your hair and and taking the time out to learn more about hair. And then it's it's a little different than, you know, actually sitting up there using that as a as a um, a credential for how successful somebody is or how well they're doing their job. You know what I'm saying? Like your hairstyle has nothing to do with how well you perform in your position. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. It, so it, I kind of guess it goes back to that. And you definitely were kind of a rebel. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <I'm just laughs> you kind of like... definitely, you, you know, you walked in those blurred lines, like you kind of just survived in them. But 
you know, you kept it to where it was like, either way it go, you were never a type of person to where it was like bad attitude. And I think that was what make, you know, what kind of <laughs> separated you from a lot of people. Like, yeah, you would question it, but it's like you're questioning it for legitimate reasons. Like, because the thing about it is this, if, you know, such and such would have walked in there with that same stuff on, would you be saying anything? You know what I'm saying? And you never really blurred the lines too much to where it was like, okay, well, you know, like, is this not professional? Somebody may say, is it dress code? And you'd be like, well, why is it not dress code? <laughs> you know, like, Divine if, dre- who may- can I see the code of conduct, please? Right. I mean, <laughs> if we had a dress code and it was like, if you weren't out of it at that point, if anybody questioning you was literally just based off of perf- personal yeah, preference. And that, that was you know it. What I mean? And it was yeah. the people who did. But I mean, like I said, so I do understand. But I mean, like I said, it's just very different. Very. It's, it's amazing, like talking to you, especially on the podcast, how similar in um how similar and uh, working as an entrepreneur is versus like working for a corporation um because it there's really not a huge difference like when people be like oh you're building your dream and someone someone else's I'm like yeah not not really because it takes other people you know I just think that a lot of you know, the parallel for us, I think it started, you know, a few years back when we had an influx of everybody trying to be a quote unquote entrepreneur. And that's kind of where the differences came in as far as like where you actually see differences. Anyone who knows anything about entrepreneurship knows that it's actually more work <laughs> than it's, it's hella more. Work. I mean, yeah, she, entrepreneurship kick my ass this weekend. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And not only this just weekend, but you've been doing this for a few years now. And though those years have flown by, you know, you have to be willing to, you know, to take those low times as well. Like for me, uh, I, I know how much I'm going to get paid when I'm going to get paid to do it, when I'm going to get paid. I know I can go on vacation. And I think I've, total since december i think i've been off of work for a total of four weeks already and i have not missed a single dime out of my paycheck from it you know what i'm saying and those are four weeks that i got to close my computer and not answer anybody i can ignore my phone going off so and yes i do have a boss and that's fine my boss is she's chill you know what i'm saying like i'm not really tripping on that but you know i entrepreneurs a lot of in for a while do not get that you know what i'm saying so there's a huge you know there's a huge difference in a lot of the in a lot of the benefit of actually having a job versus entrepreneurship so i think that's where a lot of it comes from now don't get me wrong when you first left i was very like Mm, I would love, love, love to be able to meet up with her right now and just do lunch, but I'm on this lunch schedule. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so mean, that freedom I did not have, but I also had a bit more, you know, financial freedom though, because it was like I knew where my paychecks were coming in. I knew when they were coming. You know, it was like you had to constantly keep a flow of work coming in that I, even if power went out, I was still, still getting have. paid, you know? Yeah. And also, like, but the thing about freedom um, in your schedule, and I think people forget is, a lot of it is contingent on where you work, how you work, and what position you're in. I agree with that. Yeah, like a lot of people forget that you can have, if you think about lawyers, if you think about people with actual professional jobs, um, and no discredit to people who um, aren't aren't there yet, but as an accountant, right. you know, accounts and doing what you do, um, your work is based on getting it done. No, this is true. Like, I am not in a place where, 
I have to clock in at a specific time and clock out. I don't have to take my lunch at a specific time now. I have some, you know, some boundaries. You Got, know what I'm saying? Like guidelines. Yeah, but I'm not like I. There's never anyone looking at the clock like, ooh, that's your grace period. It's like. Okay, well, you can play around and not get your work done if you want to. <laughs> you it's know what still, I'm saying? It's, still, it's like, in a sense, kind of like college. It's, it's still due um, on the 15th. Uh, you are allotted this many hours to get it done. Exactly. So Because you you're know, working on mul- multiple projects, in a sense, at once. Yeah. Most, oh, yeah. yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, when I have a deadline, it's a deadline for a couple of different people, not just one. You know what I'm saying? It's like, while you have other stuff While I have to my do, other responsibilities, people, yeah. So it's about... It's about personal management. You know what I'm saying? It's about, you know, like Which manage is, yourselves accordingly. Like I said, no different from me. Like, um, while ideally in the perfect situation and like I said, learning balance, which is I'm sure what you had to learn is working for one client to finish a project while still doing stuff for the client. Like if I had like I had an event this week, it doesn't mean that I still don't have a client who whose event is like in two weeks. Right. Exactly. So it's not like I can completely I can't really do one at a time. And if I do, um, that's harder on myself because the thing is you want to give yourself as much time for planning as possible. I agree. So, um, and then, you know, so it's kind of like, or even in a day, cause I'm a, you know, I'm a producer of events. Mm-hmm. Um, I do PR. So me being at the event, is not necessarily something that I have to do. Correct. Like, I mean, even everything from like breakdown, I don't have to per se be the one in charge of that. I'm just the one to make sure it happens. You know, but in your position and because you put so much work into it, I would totally be shocked if you weren't at the event. Um, just for to now, see it through. For you know, now. But. Um, but when it gets <laughs> to the point where I'm getting booked left and right, I'm definitely going to, if I have a, a, a event from like 10 to 2, like I kind of did uh, this weekend and we'll get inside in a minute. It doesn't mean that I'm not also going to go attend an event from like, you know, at five, five to seven and another Correct. event from like seven to well, nine. Well, you might be having to go pe- set up at different places. So you may yeah. have to go this place early, next place early. And you have to actually try to juggle that and see where, you know, where you could be because you can't be so many places at once. Correct. And it's like I can't just give one host. I'm not in a position, even with my clientele, for them to pay for my whole Saturday not to be booked at all. <laughs> right. Like yeah. in their packaging. It's just, you know, like it is what it is. Now, you know, of course, like someone with a major budget or prestige that can help elevate me to a next level. Yeah. But like, you know, someone wanted me to produce something that may be a little smaller and doesn't have a big budget. It's like, you can't pay for me to produce it and also stay attended and manded. And all of that. No, that's true. I mean, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Because your services are still needed elsewhere. I mean, simple as that. I mean, even with my with my job, I, once I once I meet a deadline, I'm not I'm no longer a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's your job to see your stuff through. Or even when I'm preparing for a deadline, all of the work that I get for that deadline has to come from somebody. It's not my work to to submit. You know what I'm saying? So I just I submit it by the deadline. You need to have it to me in order to do that. So I'm not going to stand over you to watch you do that. So I know I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like a collaborative episode. But speaking of this weekend, let me tell y'all, y'all, <laughs> entrepreneurship is amazing. I do. Um, but again, it's not as much freedom as people make it seem. It's more of you're out here going to get it yourself. That's like the best way to put it. It's, it's really no difference. It's like 
what you're doing if someone has already kind of did the work built a name or they have the the capsule to do whatever it is you want to do and you just get to kind of do the work you want to do um which is way easier than having to be the one to go get said work um but anyways this saturday let me tell y'all my butt was kicked so i produced an event for this amazing arthur i think i've kind of mentioned it before um, his name is Ryan Wells. Um, we're gonna have to have him on the show one day. Uh, Wims. I don't know why I called him Wells. Wims. <laughs> Anywho, um, he, uh, it was for his second book, Dear Self 2. Um, and so I had the privilege and honor along with, um, a close friend of mine, Cody, uh, to produce his book launch just following the, uh, you know, whole AOD situation we wanted to make right on that. So, mm-hmm. Um, he gave me the benefit and the pleasure and the honor of producing his uh, book launch or his book signing. So when I read the first book, I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, I had this vision in my head of what I wanted it to be. So I found the venue. Me and I let Cody see it. He was like, for sure, all is well. And keep in mind, like, it feels like forever, but that Heyoti stuff wasn't too too long ago. No, that was like a month ago at this point, maybe less than that, right? Yeah, so we really didn't have that much time to, like, go from plan A to a whole new plan B. Right. Um, even though it felt like it. So I had this idea, told Cody, and I was like, okay, we need pallets. When I tell you I spent the whole week prepping for this event, And it was hard because we didn't get the proper paperwork and the okay. And with all the rain, um, we didn't know to get the pallets because I didn't feel comfortable going to get pallets or anything until I had the contract in hand signed uh, saying that I have this venue. Because at this point, if I don't get that, I don't have it. Right. Um, In my opinion, because one thing I will tell you. Uh, paperwork is everything in entrepreneurship. That's the only thing that holds up paperwork. You don't have a venue. You don't have money. You don't have anything. You don't have a leg to stand on if you don't have paperwork. So, um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I kept asking for it. Oh boy. was like, you good. So I was like, at that point I just had to believe him. Got the, uh, venue. So then we're starting to prep. But if you live in Texas, it's been raining like it's freaking Florida out here. no, for real, this weather has been so unpredictable. It's more unpredictable than what it usually is. Yeah. Like, it's it's not our normal Texas unpredictable. This is like, what is this? And it's with rain. Normally, we're hot and cold drizzle. This is nothing but rain. And it's not even summer rain. It's like... No, it's like that cold rain. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Monday, spent all night getting pallets. And you see people do these DIY projects, and you think it's a lot easier than what it is. Hell no, nah. again, palace is hard, and I ain't even gonna go too much in detail detail about that because I don't know if it's free, if it's legal, whatever. Uh, ignorance is blessed in this situation. So we get the pallets. After we get the pallets, it's like getting plates, getting decorations, getting pillows, blankets for all these people to sit on. In theory, seems so easy, but in actuality, it was it was a lot of it's a lot of tedious work. Anyway, Saturday rolls around. No, so midweek I get a call text mm-hmm. yo can you uh, i know you got the book signing but can you know dj this block party from 10 to 2 and entrepreneurs <laughs> talking to y'all <laughs> nick you just touched on it the money ain't as it ain't it, it's constantly a conversation it's not yeah. as free it's not guaranteed 
So we're doing this event for the uh, author kind of at cost because um, the crap that went down and we still wanted to like kind of like, you know, clear our names. And also, you know, dude's cool. So he deserved like a really nice book launch. And I know I could do that. So I had to make the decision to take the gig because I had already turned down, I think, two gigs prior to because you were already booked and stuffing it was I, already, of, I had yeah. that from five to seven and one of them was like real easy it was like literally playing reception music for a wedding so not even like, oh, not reception dang. music yeah. um ceremony music yeah so ceremony if y'all don't know weddings are broke up into like three categories ceremony is like bride and groom music so that's the easiest money you will ever make if you just have to make ceremony music because typically it's about three songs super easy oh yeah that would have been good quick money for you too quick money easy um but i had to turn that down and then another person was doing a store opening looking for a dj and i couldn't even put myself in the running because i had an obligation so that's two opportunities to make guaranteed decent money that you had to kind of turn down because you already had prior obligations yeah Mm -hmm. um and going back to kind of what we just talked about i don't have to be at every event right but you're still not in that place to where you can't show up to your right. Especially like I'm that. still yeah. not really comfortable in that space, and I didn't have enough time to assign like a point person to kind of be my eyes. And normally, if you're gonna find a coordinator, that coordinator has to be someone that you feel beyond confident to be you. While you're not there. While you're not there, and the mm-hmm. client should also feel comfortable with said person. Yeah, it's got to be somebody that was a part of the process in general because they have to trust that person. I mean, the thing is this, you're doing business with someone. If I've been doing business with you this whole time and then you hit me up with the, uh, you know, you call the audible on the play later and be like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to actually be working with such and such today. And they haven't even met them, you know, because especially with you being an entrepreneur, 60 percent of the business that you get is from the vibe that you put off. And that person may not put off that same vibe. Exactly. Um, so I was like, yeah, I can't DJ. But this 10 to 2, this event doesn't take place till 5. I was like, but we can't get into the venue till 12. So in my head, I'm like, that's two hours of me not being there. That's right. Is that enough time for me not to be there and it'd be okay? Um, But I need the money, so I had to take it. Like that of course. was that was really it. Like I needed the money. I, um, I, I couldn't turn it down. So I was like, all right, yeah, for sure. I can DJ in the morning and then, you know, I can, uh, pop through. I looked at the address. I was like, okay, it's not too far. Let's do it. So I make this money. Um, so I go do this DJ gig in the morning, but this DJ gig is four hours. So that's like, you got to prep music. Mm -hmm. Um, and prepping music is like figuring out what your vibe is and figuring out like what type of songs are you going to pick? Um, there is a lot of like, when you're there in the moment, you know, just raw picking like you would at a club or a bar. But for the most part, it's kind of like, if you know, this is a country situation, you want to make sure you got your country music ready. Of course. If you know, this is a dirty pop. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you do this to me right now. (laughs) When you say that. Keep going, please. <laughs> a dirty pop situation. Um, you know, you want to do that. So, um, you know, I was going to do like the whole dirty pop vibe because it was a block party. So I'm picking out like the pop music going back to like the 90s, early 2000s. Like, you know, getting my <laughs> music ready. <laughs> and um, so I get all my music ready together and all of that. And I still had to kind of prep food for the event because what's the caterer? Um <laughs> 
So I mean, the kid is tired. So I um, so I, I do that. So I DJ the morning of the event from ten to two. Mm-hmm. It went good. Uh, and the thing about DJing is so funny because you prep music. I get there, I have my pop. So I have, you know, some sync, little Adele, um, just like random pops, <laughs> you know, Gwen yeah. Stefani. And they was like, you know, we want to twerk a little bit. Like, you got. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's when they asked you, did you, did you have Cardi B? Yeah, they wanted <laughs> some Cardi. So I'm like, oh, snap, let me pivot. And so, you know, I didn't pre-download any, like, new music like that. And, um, I like I said, I DJ weddings. So while I like certain songs, there's not a need for me to have a uh, body. Right. Like, in my DJ music while I may have. And then I have iTunes and all of that on my phone. So I, you know, don't really have that song downloaded. So um, I, uh, I finally download. So I'm, like, trying to DJ and download music at the same time and, I finally get it all together and they're into it and all of that. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I get my, um, you know, so I'll start getting a playlist where they want it and start mixing in some stuff they want. Let me tell y'all how I played the cha-cha slide 20 times <laughs> in a row uh, because the apartment complex wanted to do a uh, dance off. So he was like, DJ, run it back. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm not the cha cha Yes. And it's complicated because you have to like be able to run it back in a certain spot um, because you don't want to keep starting the song from the beginning. Right. You want to make it loop it to the spot. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I'm over here like, I had to loop that song and figure it out and have it on both my paths like a few times just to make it to where it's like, to the left. Take it back now, y'all. To the left. <laughs> Take it back now, y'all. Like, cause I had like, I mean, I probably had a good twenty minutes of just cha cha slide. So you know, doing all of that, and then the event ran over. Like, I kind of felt like it would. Um, and I, he was like, "Is it okay?" And I kind of felt bad. I want to be like, "No, it's not. I gotta go." But I also, he was also giving out like hundred dollars off rent to his residents, so I didn't want to kill that vibe. I mean, I feel that. So I stayed extra thirty minutes. Break down our equipment run home, we'll run to the venue, and then that's where we still kind of had to set up. Luckily, like I said, my team came through. They had stuff already set up, but, like, we still had to move pallets. and. Right, yeah, you had stuff going on. Like, it was, like, for real. Full production. So, because uh, how this book signing was, it was, like, a two, three part. So, we had a part indoors, and then we had a part outdoors, and all of that. So, I had to move that around, grab tables, just move, and that stuff heavy. No facts. So we do all of that. Um, and like, it was so much production. I couldn't really enjoy the event, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Cause it makes me feel like I earned it. I was working. Right. You, you earned <laughs> you it. No, I earned it. So event goes off without a, uh, without a hitch. It's really good. They have a good time. I'm hearing talking about, I'm hearing people talk about how nice it is and how pretty. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I love that y'all love it. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, like, don't tell me. I, I like it when you tell someone else. Got you. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm hearing people talk about it, I'm right. Like, themselves. you know, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I know I'm doing something because anybody could walk up and be fake with you. You know what I'm saying about yeah. what you produce. You know, like, okay, cool. But for somebody to talk about it amongst other people, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So they were enjoying it, and it was all vibey, and I was with it. So, um, yeah. So the event goes off. So then after the event, when I tell y'all, this event was small. <laughs> there's still so much breakdown. 
and it started raining and all of that. And there's so much to do when it's like breaking down an event. So we had to break it down. It's raining. So I'm in the rain trying to get all this stuff. It's still COVID. So I'm afraid of coughing and sneezing. So I'm like, I can't get sick because I won't know what it is. <laughs> all this going on, you like, do I have the COVID? Or am I it's just like a, I was outside in the rain. Is this allergies? Yeah, so I do all of that. I mean, when I tell you, I felt like I was working forever. I get home and it's like 830. <laughs> it was a pretty long day. It was the longest day. And I just want to say in entrepreneurship, that may not be the end of a day because you have to earn it every day. Because like you said earlier, um, I don't have the luxury of knowing when my paycheck is going to come next. I don't have the I don't have a guaranteed paycheck. I don't have the luxury of really turning down too much money because I'm tired. Right. There are no mm-hmm. off days. Um, there are no off days because an off day today could mean that if I didn't DJ this morning, let's just say if I didn't DJ from 10 to two, a, that's no money. B that's no relationship. That's right. I'm about to say a lot of your stuff will be after hours because the relationships have to be built. Yeah, so it's like I DJ from 10 to 2. They're talking about having another uh, resident appreciation event in July. Okay. They like what I did, so who is the person they're going to want to contact? Exactly. Like, why would they, you know, try to fix something that ain't broke? You know what I'm saying? Like, cool. People are lazy. So people are, I mean, and it's not a bad thing. It's, it's not a people, lazy thing. It's just that you made it impact. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Well, so, like, you know, you know yeah. Me and you, like, I know what I like when I go to Waffle House. Why we finna go to freaking, you know? Why am I going to IHOP when I yeah? When I, yeah, House, it's you know like I'm, I, right. I'm not. Yeah, it's like you said, it's not lazy, but people creatures of habit. No, yeah, I agree. You're right. People like to be comfortable, and people like you know we're creatures of habit, so it's kind of like we pick what we want based off of what we like. Yeah, our experience because we know it's good. That's facts. That's facts for real. Yeah, like not trying to be funny. That's why to me, McDonald's is still in business because you know exactly what you're gonna get from McDonald's. You ain't gotta guess it. Ain't nothing you don't worse. Have to even yep. Ain't nothing worse than going somewhere cheap, spending your last two, three dollars to find out <laughs> you don't like it. No, that's facts. You know, going to McDonald's, you know, whether it's processed or not, you know exactly what you're getting when you that go. That McDonald's sound that recipe sounds the same, tastes the same as it did when I was a child as it does now. They processed it correctly. Correct. They still use the same amount of ingredients. I mean, it is what it is. Onions to ketchup and pickle ratio is what they do. So it's like, um, so I would have missed out on future money because they could have picked someone else. And people, I I tell, I tell people this all the time, people don't like no. This is true. Like, if you're that friend that likes to be invited out, but you want the luxury of being able to say no and still get invited out next time, we don't live in that. That's not a real reality. No, it's not. It is not. Because after a while, people are going to be getting tired. After a while, people get tired of you saying no to everything. And they just you, don't ask Yeah, you. they just stop asking. That's right. So it's like... Um, Phone just go dry. Yeah. So like I said, I had already got... I had to turn down one event earlier. So I'm like, I'm not going to keep turning down events because then it's like, well, dang, Clover's never available. Let me not even ask her. Right. Because people hate no. It's, I'm asking you because it's easy for me. I want you to say yes. That's why I'm asking you. No, facts. Yeah, most like, definitely. I'm not asking you for a maybe because normally when people ask as a maybe, it's very open. It's more of if you want to. Loose planning. Loose planning. But <laughs> no one's going to hit you up and be like, hey, can you do this on this date at this time? Right. Exactly. Agreed. So, um, yeah, and that's what entrepreneurship is. And I was joking with Nick earlier. I was like, 
and days will come where it's like produce in the morning because while yesterday was exhausting as an entrepreneur, those are what my days have to look like. Agreed. So it's like, I'm supposed to be able to do that because you can't just clear your schedule out for one thing um, because money, you, you don't know when you're going to get it again. And the thing about DJing and event production is a lot of it takes place on weekday weekends. I mean, I get a good old college uh, college Friday on a Thursday every so often, but you know, uh, you don't get thirsty Thursdays often. <laughs> you know, I don't get thirsty Thursdays. <laughs> so I mean, it is what it is, and like you have to be able to do multiple things in a day, and it is it is exhausting. Like I said, I went to bed. My parents were like, "Dang, she must be real tired." Because I came in, my mom asked me too many questions. I was like, "Look, girl, <laughs> I can help you with this, but if you want to talk about my answer, I ain't got it in me." Hey. And that's what it's like. But you were upfront about it. Yeah, I just didn't. I couldn't even think. I was so tired. And honestly, I don't even know what happened because I think my tire was flat because my daddy was like, "Woo, y'all woke up this morning tired, flat, flat. This is true. Like, I had to get a ride to record the podcast flat. It's fine. We made a day out of it. <laughs> we did. But mm-hmm. I mean, let me just tell you how flat that is. I was actually supposed to work today. Um, so again, like there are no off days and while entrepreneurship, you make your own schedule. It's so nice. It's nice until you have to like, like I said, work 10 to two, still food prep, go, uh, DJ prep. Uh, cause there's a lot of prep work involved in what I do. So when you have to like DJ, you have to go produce the event, you have to break down the event and then it won't be unlikely in the near future where I have a, you know, hopefully a residency where it's like after that, I'm going to go shoot. In, in this at 7, it have to be somewhere at 7.38. Yeah, I agree. Like, or at 9, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you're there. Yeah, 9. That's about when, like, nighttime DJing takes place. So it's like 10 to 2, 5 to 7, and then 9 to 2. That's yeah. what a day is going to look like. That's and, facts. like, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. I finished set up at, like, 8.30, if it wasn't raining, it probably would have gotten done a lot quicker. A lot faster, yeah. Because we talked and stuff, and you were up and prepared and out and stuff. So it's not like, you know, you weren't lounging around either. It was like, it was actually some stuff going on. Right. And you were trying to, you know, really get your stuff going. Because you, the weather played a big part in everything you did it yesterday. Did. It a truly of, did. Yeah, weather was. And I mean, while there are definitely a lot of areas of um, opportunities and what happened yesterday, it doesn't take away from the fact that it, everything was time consuming. Right. And at very most, I probably could have cut off an hour. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But an hour makes a difference for you because that's actually the difference between com- a commute to something else or some, you know, anything. An hour does make a big difference. Yeah. Not negating that. But what I'm getting at is either way it goes, there's going to be days where you just wore out and yeah. you can't just turn down the bag. This is true. Um, And that is like a, unfortunate luxury of like, you know, entrepreneurship is like, you have to constantly earn it. You have 